Hello, today I'm going to be telling this story called Swapped. Okay. It was raining like cats and dogs, thunder and lightning causing a scene outside, the wind howling like a werewolf. It's super cold and winter had only just started. Today it's Friday, November the 13th. It's always said that Friday the 13th is a cursed day, but I don't believe in any of that kind of stuff. Anyways, it's a normal day. I have school and it's almost the weekend. I started the morning by getting dressed and skipping breakfast as usual. My mom was already waiting in the car for me, and I didn't want to make her wait any longer, so I grabbed the only pair of shoes I could find and headed to the car. I opened the car door and rushed inside. What took you so long, my mom asked. I said, oh, I was just trying to find some shoes. My mom responded, okay, that's fine. Just take them out the night before so you don't have to rush in the morning. I said, okay, I will next time. My mom started the car and we drove off to school. Throughout the ride, I just blankly stared at the outside world, waiting to see if something different were to happen. My mom and I were silent the whole there until the end of the ride. We rode to school a couple of minutes later. Have a good day at school, my mom said. I responded with, yeah, you have a good one too. Can I ask you something real quick? My mom said, yes, is something wrong? I said, no, it's just, can I walk home with my friends today? Hesitantly. My mom responded, yeah, you can, just don't come back late. I said, okay, thank you. I opened the car drawer, then rushed down into school, waving goodbye to my mom. I walked into school, looking down at my soggy shoes while holding my bag tightly. The first period goes by, then the second, then the third, and so on. The end of the school day came by quickly. I met up with my friends after, and we talked for a while, and then headed outside. Before I could go, I was feeling hungry, so I asked my friends to go on while I grabbed a snack. While they headed outside, I visited the vending machine. As I inserted the money, I noticed from the corner of my eye that a person was watching me from a far distance. I thought it was odd, but I just ignored it. I looked again, but turning my head this time, and all of a sudden, this guy started walking towards me very quickly. I knew he wasn't going after anyone else because I was the only one in the main hall. So I just grabbed my snack and headed towards the girls' bathroom. He probably wasn't going there, and that, so that was my best option. I, ra- I ran towards an empty stall and quickly locked the door and stepped on the toilet so it looked like no one was in there. I noticed someone walked in. It was the guy. I recognized him from his shoes. He said, I know you're in here with a deep voice. I stayed taciturn tact- so he couldn't find me. After he spoke, he started to drag his tool, which I assumed was a knife, across the bathroom stall. I realized I had to get out of the stall as fast as possible. But before he could reach my stall, I quietly stepped down from the toilet and unlocked the door as quietly as possible. When I opened the door, it made a loud squeaking sound. At that moment, I knew I had to run for it. I saw his head move towards the noise that had been made. I ran out of the bathroom as fast as possible, but he started to chase after me to the point where we were only a couple feet apart. The longer I ran, the more I needed to stop. I stopped to catch my breath, but I felt something behind me. It was him. Before I could run any longer, I felt a poke in my back, immediately paused, and the guy who was following me this whole time was trying to kill me. He attempted to stab me, but something wasn't right. I looked up, and it was like looking at myself from behind. Whoever was in front of me looked exactly like me. I looked at myself, and I wasn't myself. I was a tall man in a black hood. I was carrying the knife I was supposed to be killed with. I realized me and the psycho murderer switched bodies. This psycho was in my body, and I was in his. There was some kind of curse put on the knife that made us swap bodies. I was examining the knife to see if there was something wrong with it, but it just looked like a normal knife. The actual killer ran off somewhere else in the school looking exactly like me. When he left, a couple of seconds later, my friends came by and s- came back inside to see what the holdup was. But when they saw me with the knife, they thought I was a killer. Both Luca and Kagami were running away be- because they thought I was going to kill them, but in reality, I wasn't. Luca Kagami, wait, it's me, Nyla, I said. They stopped and said, you're not Nyla, you're some old man. I responded, actually, guys, it's me, Nyla. Fine, ask me something only Nyla would know. Kagami said, okay, then. 
What's Nyla's biggest pet peeve? I responded with, really, that's easy. Who People who chew with their mouth open. Luke said, that's right, but I don't know if I should believe you. But here's another question. What song do we sing in the third grade of the talent show? I responded with, obviously, let it go from Frozen. They said, oh my god, it is you. What happened? Why do you look like that? I wanted to explain what just happened with the actual killer, and the knife somehow made us swap bodies. Both Luca and Kagami were looking up at the knife, trying to see if there was something wrong with it. Luca said, the knife looks normal, nothing's wrong with it. I said, yeah, I figured that out a long time ago. We need to catch the guy who stole my body fast before he tries to kill anyone. Both Luca and Kagami said, okay, but how are we going to do that? He could be anyone in the school right now. I responded, whatever we do, we have to stick together. Let's go to the library and see if we can find a book about this cursed knife. Both of them replied, okay, let's go. We headed towards the library, running quickly. Luckily, the library was still open. We saw the librarian sitting at her desk, so we walked up to her. The librarian asked how may I help you with a shocking look on her face because I was an old man. I asked the librarian, do you have any books about spells or curses? She's probably, yes, but who are you exactly? I said, oh, um, I paused. I'm Nyla's uncle. We were looking for her. We just need to stop by for a book first. She said, okay, hesitantly. Books like that are going to be in the mystery slash fantasy section. Luca said, okay, I know where that is. Kagami and I followed Luca to the section of that library, to the library. As soon as Luca found the aisle, we split up looking for any books related to this knife. Kagami said, look, look guys, I found this book about cursed objects and spells. I said, okay, uh, good. Let's see if we can break this curse. Kagami and I started flipping through the pages of the book until we came across a page full of weapons that had once been cursed. I said, look, there's weapons on this page. It's got to be somewhere here. I took the knife out of my pocket to see if there was a match. Nothing seemed to look like it. At this point, I was just trying to get something out of it. Kagami flipped through a couple more pages, then said, look at the knife on the top right. That looks exactly like this. Luca said, okay, we're getting somewhere. I said, we've still got time. I think if we find some ritual we can do, we can break it. Kagami flipped through the book even more, then found a page full of spells, curses, spells and curses put on this specific knife. She reached the, she read through the pages, she read through the page and found the curse that one was put on the knife. It was called the swapped. This curse had been put on a knife, so when a killer or murderer touched another person with it, it would cause them to swap bodies. What happened was that the killer didn't know it had a curse on it, so it was a surprise for both of us. Kagami explained what she just read, and I said, well, wasn't that kind of obvious? Yeah, it was, Kagami responded. I decided to take it upon myself and just take the book from Kagami and read it by myself. I dug a little deeper and found a ritual that could perhaps break the spell i told kagami and luca about it about this ritual but they had an uncertain look on their face luca said we only have this one chance why don't we just try this once and if it doesn't work i don't know what we'll do i said we need the blood of the victims and we have to recite some verse in a circle meaning we need my blood the killer's blood and also we have to recite some gibberish and this needs to be done before midnight or else the curse stays and i stay in this body forever and so does he before i could say anything else there was a scream that came from the classroom my friends and I quickly grabbed the book and immediately rushed over there to see what happened. It was the killer. He hit a backup knife and held it against one of the students' throats. Luckily, no one was was around except us and the killer. Is this what you wanted to happen? I said. He responded, short answer, yes. And it's going to stay that way. Do I have to kill everyone in this prison to prove it? I said, no, you don't have to prove anything. I already know what kind of bad person you are. All I'm saying is give me back my body. He said, no, no can do. That's not happening. I said, okay, we'll do this the hard way. I whispered some of the both Luca and Kagami. They listened. I walked up behind the killer and Kagami and Luca stayed in the front. When the killer hesitantly held one of the students, 
I crouched down and sliced his foot, making a cut big enough to where I could swipe across his foot and get enough blood for the ritual. The killer yelled, you're going to regret this. I'm going to find you and kill you, while dropping the student on the ground. I said, good luck with that one. We ran on the classroom with the injured student as fast as possible, rushing into the cafeteria to perform this ritual. I cut my wrist and dropped the blood in the middle, along with the killer's blood I had on my hand previously. I threw the knife in the middle as well. Kagami, Luke, and I held out our hands while I recited the verses used to break this curse. When I finished reciting, nothing happened. I said, it didn't work. Nothing happened. Crying. It's over. My life. My reputation. My future. It's all gone thanks to one person. A couple of seconds later, the killer walked in and he immediately paused. He was acting like a robot. He was a statue. He just stood there. So I decided to wipe my tears and walk up to him and touch him to see if he, if he would move. I said, knock, knock, lightly tapping on him. As soon as I did, I felt something leaving this body. It was me who was leaving. I looked up, and it was like looking at the killer this time. I was in my normal body, and he was in his. He was so tired, he passed on the floor. I told Kagami to call the police, and she did just that. Minutes later, the police arrived and took the psycho away. The police told us that this guy was a murderer and killed many people before coming to see us. He was a wanted person in many states, but he was just an unknown in this one. We just stood there in shock while the police took him away. I said, how about we call an Uber or something? Both Kagami and Luca nodded as we left the school. We walked out together and I said, I guess bad things can happen on the 13th.